Philippians chapter 2, beginning in verse 1, hear the word of God. So if there is any encouragement in Christ, any comfort from love, any participation in the Spirit, any affection and sympathy, complete my joy of being of the same mind, having the same love, being in full accord and of one mind. Do nothing from rivalry or conceit, but in humility count others more significant than yourselves. Let each of you look not only to his own interests, but also to the interests of others. Have this mind among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus, who, though he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped, but made himself nothing, taking the form of a servant. And being born in the likeness of men, and being found in human form, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. Therefore God has highly exalted him and bestowed on him the name that is above every name, so that the name of Jesus every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, to the glory of God the Father. Uh, the grass withers, the flower fades, the scripture says that the word of the Lord uh, endures forever. This is an, an awesome uh, passage in Scripture and the way that it, it speaks here to us of Christ. It's an awesome passage, and the accent of it is on humility. We're going to talk about um, some tonight. Now, maybe usually we don't think of humility as being, as being awesome, right? If you end up getting uh, humiliated, people are laughing at you. That's, that's not an awesome experience for you anyway. Other people may have you know, laughed about it, put it on YouTube or something, but uh, um, it's not very nice. Um, or, you know, if you try to still blocking out memories from a few weeks ago of suffering a humiliating defeat at the, the hands of Swimson or Oklahoma, uh, then uh, it's not, that wasn't awesome uh, uh, to, to experience. Um, this is an awesome passage. It's, off, it's, because of it, it's awesome because of its emphasis on Christ. Um, and in fact, there's kind of like a poetic beauty to it, if you could pick up on it some here, that most of the uh, uh, commentators and scholars in looking at the second part of this uh, verse describe it as, like, as, as a Christ hymn. That, that probably is something that the early church might have uh, used. Maybe Paul's already uh, borrowing something that was in use uh, of, of, a, of a song of praise uh, to God uh, for Christ, speaking of who he is and the work of the, work of the gospel. The uh, second half of the verse is really summing up the gospel for us. Some, Sometimes we have it talked about in terms of death and resurrection. Uh, other places in Scripture it's talked about under, uh, under suffering to then glory. Uh, and here it's talked about, as well as other places, under humiliation and, and exaltation. The accent is on uh, humility. And it's awesome because it, it, it speaks of Christ and it motivates us toward living out the gospel. Um, if you go through uh, the letter, you see what he's writing in this church in Philippi. Just before it, he's been saying to them, let their manner of life be worthy of the gospel of Christ. Uh, and this is, this is part of what it, what it means to be living worthy of the gospel of Christ, this, uh, this unity of believers uh, with one another. Um, it's motivating toward living out the gospel. Because any and every benefit that we have from the gospel comes from Christ's humility. Uh, any the benefit of being uh, forgiven, of being loved, of being uh, justified, of God uh, accepting us and, and working in us and, and his help and comfort being, being there with us. Any and every benefit of the gospel comes from Christ's humility. 
And we're called to live out the same humility for the benefit of others. The passage is speaking of it. As in all the passages, the accent on humility, uh, but the actual focus of the passage is, is particularly on unity. Um, he's describing how, uh, how believers should relate to one another in unity and love. You hear some of these expressions in the first uh, couple of verses being of, the, being of the same mind. Uh, the same love for one another, uh, he says. Uh, being a full accord, and really it's like one, living one life uh, together, this, this, uh, this body together, uh, one mind. And, and what he's doing is he's encouraging them toward that unity and love for one another and says that uh, this unity and love comes from living out the humility of the gospel uh, in our relationships with each other. Right? And humility... Uh, it says, count others more significant than yourselves. And it goes and says, have, have uh, this mind among yourselves. Can, you know, think this way uh, among one another. Uh, the, way, uh, the way which is yours in Christ. It goes on to speak of Christ. Uh, humble himself uh, in obedience. So, so as we look at this passage, I want to say a word about humble contentment. That's part of how we're, we're talking about it uh, tonight. Um, humble contentment. So we've been looking at this theme of theme of contentment going through uh, going through Philippians. And the more I look at this passage, I want to be I want to be careful to say that it's it's not contentment that you aim at. Contentment that we that we gain through the gospel, but it's not contentment that we that we aim at. Um, but it's love shown in it's love that we aim at shown shown in humility. Um, and if you've kind of thought about these things or paid attention, it's something that. Uh, history of, of experience, even back to the Greeks, they, they've noticed and said things about. But I don't know if you've noticed that if you pay attention to who's aiming at what, the people who are, who are aiming at being happy don't, always, don't most often tend to be the happiest people. Um, ancient Greeks called like the hedonistic paradox. Right? The people that are, that are pursuing uh, happiness, maybe even pursuing uh, contentment, aren't the people that you find being most, most happy uh, in that. They seem so caught up in it, right? You, uh, looking for happiness in one thing or another, then you, you think that's where you find it. You're looking for the next uh, better vacation and, and, and caught up until you, can, until you can find that. Waiting for the next awesome party. Um, and the whole time you're caught up in the drama of who's invited and what's going on and where these relationships are, are at. Um, you think that happiness is going to come uh, through money. Uh, the, the people become so tied to their finances that they uh, stress out about it, about it constantly. Um, instead, what you find is people that are focused on other things, maybe those who are, who are busy loving and serving others, um, tend to be people that you find that they're actually more, more content with their life. Uh, and sometimes in a life that we would look at and say, why? Like, wh- what do they find in that that is, is to them, gives them this, uh, this happiness, this contentment? Um, the, <clears throat> when we're looking at this uh, contentment, it's not what we aim at. That we're, not, we're not told in Scripture... Be happy. Like, just, just make sure that you're happy or be content. Uh, Philippians tells us to rejoice uh, because there's reason in the gospel uh, for it. But the, but the aim is gospel-centered. It's Christ-centered. Rejoice in what he's done and how we get to experience that. Um, it, it's there in Christ that we find our contentment. And it's a contentment that leads to humble serving. Um, the gospel produces a, a humble uh, contentment. I can put it that way. Uh, and, and the way Paul talks about it here, it seems that you can, that you can tell if you're humble and content by, by what or how you think. 
uh, not just to hit the intellectual side of things, but he's, he's talking about the perspective that we have here. There's all kind of words on uh, this passage that brings that out. He talks about the same mind, uh, being of one mind. Uh, but then again, we, you're going in verse 3, it's, 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 how, it's how you consider others or how you count others. Um, it's it's what, you're, what you're looking to in verse 4, not only your interests but others. It's having this mind, this perspective among yourselves. It's the, it's the mind or attitude of Christ. It begins, with, it begins with a certain type of thinking, a certain perspective uh, on it. And so as we go through this, I just want, want to ask you or encourage you to, to ask yourself, what's your perspective? Uh, how, do you, how do you think about these things? Or maybe just the question, what do you think about? Uh, what occupies a lot of your thought during the day? Are you thinking about yourself and your concerns uh, and your gains and your needs? Are you thinking about... Um, uh, are you thinking about Christ? Are you thinking about others? Are you thinking about uh, their needs? And especially where I want to direct you is, is this question. Um, what do you think about equality? Uh, because I think that's one of the uh, key, uh, key things going into the notion here. We'll look at two different sides of it. They're equal, equal but higher and equal but lower. And yes, that doesn't make any sense for what equal is. But I think that helps us uh, see what's going on in the passage. Uh, first, equal uh, but higher. Um, I think equality is a, a key notion in the passage that pertains to humility. Right? Humility is a is a being lower, uh, rather being lower rather than a being higher, lowering ourselves uh, before others, a lesser uh, than a greater. Um, you got equality mentioned in verse six, right? And in terms of Christ, didn't didn't count equality with God a thing that, to be uh, to be held on to. Um, but I think it seems to be in view in the whole passage, just in relation to how do we compare, uh, uh, compare to one another? How do we relate? In terms of this whole unity thing, is, are we equal? Do some have more rights? Can we, how can we make this thing work in these relationships? Um, is, it, is the right perspective a perspective of, of equal but higher? Right, now the, the, the truth of the matter is that, uh, that we're all equal. Right? Um, Looking out of the room, looking at you individually, all of you together, and you're, we're like we're all equal. That's the that's the that's the fact that we have the same worth, the same uh, value, uh, regardless of all the other ways that we might. Like, however, we may act differently sometimes, whatever other perspective we may bring to it. The fact of the matter is, right, all people are, are equal. Right? Even our founders, America, you know, but all men are created equal. I got that. Now, every time that phrase comes to mind, I saw this uh, uh, like a little cartoon sketch one time, kind of jokingly mocking uh, that, that phrase. And now, every time I see all men are created equal, I picture, uh, I picture this uh, sketch of a skinny dude on the beach, um, and then this like sketch on the next frame of like this big muscular dude walking by, and then like the girl going over to the big muscular dude, and he's like, "All men are created equal? Yeah, right, right." Um, uh, uh, we're, we're not all the same. Equal doesn't mean the same. Right? We're, we're, not all the, we're not all the same. We've got uh, different, different strengths, different weaknesses, different abilities, um, all kind of differences about us. But, but in terms of worth, in terms of value, we're all equal. That's male or female, uh, black or white or Hispanic or rich or poor, um, strong or weak, athletic or, or not, right? All, all of equal worth. 
And the Bible is just pretty clear about that. It's pretty clear on it from like, like page one or one or two, depending on how your Bible goes. Right? Grounds in creation. That God, uh, when he made humanity, he made humanity in his image. Uh, male and female in his image. And our, our worth derives in that, that is how God's made us, who he's made us, as reflecting him. Uh, so everyone walking around this campus... Everyone you know, everyone that you'll, that you'll meet at some point, walk, just walking around as made in God's image and so has the worth of reflecting Him, of being, uh, being in His image. So the truth of the matter is we're all equal, but, but I want to ask you to try to maybe introspectively a little bit ask, what's your perspective on equality, though? Because uh, I think sometimes, certainly finding myself, that I'm uh, looking at it in terms of, yes, we're, we're all equal, um, but uh, as the saying goes... We're all equal, but some are more equal than others, right? Uh, we think there's equal, but we're still aiming at a certain sense of being higher uh, in some other way. Um, comparisons, uh, competitions, uh, and, and empty conceit, right, all bring out this perspective of looking at it as being equal, but higher, wanting to be higher. I mean, you compare yourselves with others? Never. No, yeah, others, competitions, and intimacy. How do you compare yourself with others? I think we, we do this all the time, right? Um, but that's like body image issues, right? Like he's got uh, he's got bigger muscles uh, than I do. Um, it's like, but I'm taller. I'm, you know, or uh, or socially, like, hey, she's getting more attention uh, than I'm getting. And then we go, but I'm smarter than her, and and I don't need that. Um, right, all still comparing. Uh, <clears throat> vanity, walking around, like I, I laugh at myself sometimes, ridiculous. Um, like watching people walk by, like, how would someone wear that? Right, like whether that's like immodest or this is just like bad style and you're like, sometimes I feel that way about myself. I'm like, why am I wearing these doofy shoes when I can't wear my sandals? Because I need my sandals to be secure. Um, uh, when, we, when the phrase is coming to our head or, or even in our, in our mind talking to other people, I can't, believe, I can't believe he said that. I can't believe she did that because I would never do anything like that. Right? And we're suddenly trying to make ourselves higher or seeing them as, uh, as lower. Now, it doesn't mean that, that you think that you're higher. But, but this perspective of equal but, but wanting to be higher can, can be from whether you think you're higher or whether you think you're uh, whether you think you're not, right? If, a, if what comes into your mind is more often, I wish I had the kind of confidence that that person shows. Right? It's from underneath of the wanting to be, wanting to be higher. Um, if only I had their abilities, and maybe if I did, I'd be able to do a lot more with them. Right? Um, well that's, that's not humility, where the accent of the passage is. It's not what's encouraged in the passage. It, and, and that doesn't lead to, uh, that perspective doesn't lead to love. And pretty obviously it doesn't lead to contentment. It leads to more comparison and finding other people that maybe we're better than or worse than and, and constantly trying to, trying to juggle that game. And that comparing quickly leads to, to competition. Probably one of the other things the passage talks to, not just comparing our interests with others, but uh, I would do nothing from rivalry. Right? Do nothing from rivalry or conceit. Uh, and the word there uh, for, for rivalry, this competition, relates to like a selfish ambition uh, in it. Uh, the word we're trying, to, we're trying to get for ourselves at the sake of others. Right? Uh, social climbing, if you will. That ever happened at FSU. You know? um, <clears throat> this rivalry, Paul's bringing out, it's, it's the opposite of the unity that the gospel should bring. 
uh, right? And it's the opposite of humility. And what it leads to is, is strife and conflict uh, and, and hurt and bitterness. Um, but sometimes we want to be at the top. We, we at least want to, want to be above others. I mean, all the ways that we can just try to one-up one another. And sometimes just joking around in casual things, and some of it's more serious. And sometimes it's serious things under a lot, the, the, the trivial. Um, it was just kind of, you know, one person tells a story, but you can, you've got a better story to throw out there. I, it's all right to share the stories, you know, but, but, but are you doing it to compete? Are you, when you got the funnier joke, <laughs> or, uh, or when you know how to get more attention or, or, or gather more respect from people? Are you competing with, with others? Uh, to, to do it. We look at ourselves as, <coughs> I don't know, people, or if you, if you see you know, on Facebook that people that you're friends with are friends with people that, that you're not really friends with anymore. Like, oh, what's going on? Like, you feel this competition, and you're like, oh, they're going to they're gonna really like them you know, more. They haven't liked my status in, in three months, and they just liked her status. Um, I, I mean, the competitiveness is, is there. I mean, our just so you know, like, I'm glad you're here, and RUF's better than all other campus ministries. Uh, um, but if I see you like, you know, InterVarsity on Facebook, I'm going to be like, no. The competitive net, those are, those are great ministries. Um, there shouldn't be rivalry among, among Christians in unity through the gospel. But there is when we have this perspective of equal but higher, because we're trying to get that higher, even though there's this, this equality. Um, like competition can be fun in some senses in, until we just start attaching value to it. I mean, like, play intramurals. I'm glad that we have competition between schools and, like, all these things. That's, that's fun. That's good. Until we start to attach our, our values, uh, value to it. Like, there's, there's different skills. Some people are better at, at one thing than another. I'm, like, I'm glad there's people that are good at accounting um, because I, it would drive me batty to have to, like, go through numbers all day. I'm glad for your skills in those areas and hopefully my skills are better. Right, like, it's fun to have differences there. But if we start to feel like we're better because we can, like, I'm better because I can do accounting or because I don't like accounting, you're weird because you do, right? That's, and there's the, the competition. And we attach a value on it. Um, sorry, I guess I'm still wallowing in the misery of being at Clemson and losing, uh, losing at the games. I was there and they were going crazy. For like two minutes before the game was actually over, when they'd already, uh, it was it was tough. Yeah, and here's and here's the thing, right? It should have just been like fine, or a little like right, you know, like hi, right, just kind of the arrogant But but the thing is, I attach value to it, and I'm like, huh, and I feel lesser because we because we've lost. I still love my Knowles, and they're with, they're with the Knowles, but like, I'm like, oh, we're not we're not ranked as as highly, and I feel like our value goes goes down with that, right? Um, I mean. Paul, Paul's clear here. We, hopefully you can see just talking a few of these things like yeah, comparing ourselves and competition, that's like, that's like just a way we live way too often. Uh, and, and Paul's encouraging us to do nothing from rivalry. That, that shouldn't be at all what's characterizing our behavior or our perspective on things. Do nothing from rivalry or conceit. Are you conceited? None of you are conceited. You're, you're wonderful, wonderful people. Um, <laughs> And I mean, where, where, where does your pride uh, try, to, try to come out, um, uh, is what he's bringing out here. I think it's funny, the actual, uh, the actual word in the Greek is uh, empty boasting, right? It's, uh, or in the King James, translated a vain glory, um, right? Sometimes translated empty pride or a, or a vain conceit. 
Because the idea of it is like you're proud and you're boasting, but it's completely ungrounded. Right? How to make sense of the equal but higher thing? You're trying, you're trying as if higher, but it's totally ungrounded because we all have the same worth. It's the way God made us. The way he intends it. It's the way he keeps it no matter what perspective we take on it. Um, you're, not, you're not going anywhere when you try to be equal but higher. Um, it only creates strife, discord, disunity, um, and, and discontentment. And our hearts, too, as we look around at things. Right, well, that's, that's one perspective. That's the equal but higher perspective. Right? And there's several different times in the passage where what he's mainly doing is contrasting that with the perspective of the gospel, which is equal but lower. Right? That's the gospel perspective of, of humility. Uh, we see it in Christ, and we're encouraged to, to live in the same way. Now, you might be going right now like, wait, 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 like equal but higher, equal but lower. How about like equal and so equal? Right? Like, it seems that that would make sense. Like, all right, uh, treat, treat each other's equals. And, and I'll bring that out to say, I want, I want you to intentionally to notice that that's not what the passage calls us to. It doesn't say, hey, you're all equal, and so treat everyone equally with mutual uh, respect. It's good that that's not all the passage calls it to. It calls us to more than that. I think that would still be uh, just a, a worldly morality, even though maybe it's better than, than a lot of views of morality. Um, the, the, the gospel takes us beyond that. Um, I'll say this way. While, while equality is a biblical truth, it's not a biblical command that we just relate to one another, um, that, that, that equality is all we aim for in relating to one another. The gospel goes beyond it uh, with this perspective of equal but lower when I'm uh, talking about it. Or you can take it just straight from, uh, uh, straight from verse 3. Uh, but in humility, count others more significant than yourselves. In, in lowness, the idea of humility, count other people that you're equal with as more significant uh, than yourself. Right? Lower. Uh, that's, that's what you're aiming at, right? I, think, I mean, this, the, the, um, we're actually encouraged to have a downward trajectory. Aim high. Low? I don't know. We're encouraged to have a, a downward trajectory. It's not, not one of like building and, and rising and gaining and, and climbing, one of upward mobility, but it's, it's one of serving and, a, and of giving up, um, of sacrificing and loving, of gospel humility. Humility is a lowering of ourselves. Um, it's, uh, be careful. It's, it's not a lowering of our values. Right, all of a sudden, you, I really don't have as much worth as these other people, and they should just beat up on me, and that's, that's the way things should be. It's not a lowering of our, of our values if you're feeling good for nothing. Um, but, but in relationship, uh, considering others more significant, and placing yourself uh, at times, uh, many serving, serving them, serving their interests, uh, when others' interests are more significant or, or higher than your own interests. Um, is that your perspective of equality, this, this equal but lower that we're aiming at. Now, I think this is awesome, the way the passage talks about it, because it, that's your perspective of, of equality, that, that you're aiming at equal but lower. Because the answer to the passage is, is if you're a Christian, yes. Yes, that, that is your perspective. 
Uh, that's the mind that you have. He's encouraging us to, to, to take on that, that attitude. But he's saying that it's, that it's yours in Christ Jesus. If we're connected to Christ in relationship with him, this is his perspective. And if his spirit's in us, this is the perspective that we have. Um, not to say that we work that out uh, uh, always well, right? Christians are not always putting others first. Um, we're not always putting each other first. Um, but, but, but this is, but this way, how, but how do you gain that perspective? Like where, does it, where does it come from? Because it's, it's not something that you can just produce yourself. Go ahead. Like, do this week, and you just, you just try to do that on your own, not, not from Christ and the gospel. It doesn't work. What you'll, what you'll find is that you're, uh, and you find that you're, that you're proud of yourself for doing this more than other people. I've got an equal lower perspective, and, and no one else seems to be getting on the bandwagon here. I'm, I'm ahead. I'm up. I'm higher. Uh, right? I'm better at putting others first than, than you are. <laughs> um, I'm better at thinking them as more significant than me. But like that, that creeps in there. Uh, we, we're, we're not able to just produce it from ourselves, but, but, the, but the way Scripture's talking about it, the way Paul's talking about it here, is that Christians share in Christ. And as that's Jesus' perspective, and he sends his spirit to his followers. That perspective is what's in us. I like that's huge motivation for, for living that out. Um, that it's not something you're just trying to create yourself. It's something that, that it's a resting in Christ and his strength and power is to, to doing, doing it in us. And we should be focused on him and that. Because um, really, the, he goes on in the rest of, the, rest of those uh, verses, the second half, 5 to 11, uh, just, just talking about Jesus. How this is Jesus' perspective. Um, these verses are awesome. Oh, they're, they're beautiful. Jesus is awesome. And showing the gospel as amazing and this perspective that Jesus lived out in the gospel for us of, of equal uh, but lower. Uh, now, honestly, a lot of times as I've looked at this passage, I've really thought about it more as, as kind of Jesus considering us more important than, uh, than himself. And, and uh, there's like truth there. He really gave up uh, his life for, for our benefits. Um, but, but you notice the way the passage works, the comparison is, is different. Um, like we and Jesus, uh, Jesus and us, we're, we're not just equals. Right? The passage is taking a different view. When it's talking about the equality there in verse 6, who's it with? With God. Because Jesus is God. It's equality uh, within the Trinity. Jesus as God with the Father uh, and the Spirit. Completely equal. And though Jesus is equal and remains equal, he lowers himself, he humbles himself in obedience to the Father in terms of his role. Um, he doesn't lose his infinite uh, value as God. He remains fully God and fully man, uh, is what we gather from the scriptures. But he, but he places himself under his equal, and he serves. Yeah, that's, that's helpful for me. Um, because I look at him like, in all of how Jesus is higher than us, uh, serves us, and that's, that's awesome. But what Paul's doing, he's encouraging us for how we relate to one another, how we relate to equals. How did Jesus relate to the Father and the Spirit as his equal submitting uh, to the Father, um, uh, placing himself under his equal and serving? And it kind of brings out then Jesus' perspective. It teaches us this equal but, but lower uh, perspective. It says he does not account equality with God a thing to be, to be grasped or a thing to be clung to and held on to, right? Because it was, it was his. He didn't, he didn't have to, uh, uh, there's no, nothing else constraining him that he would have to uh, come and, and be incarnate as a person and, and, and uh, uh, come as Savior. 
Um, and he didn't say, I ain't going down there. I, have you seen the mess down there? You, you know, I, I'm going to do what now? I don't think so. Right? It's not, it's not what he says. He doesn't say, I'm not going to go be a, I'm God. I'm not going to go be a helpless baby uh, dependent on, like, broken, messed up parents. I like, I'm going to be like, mm, yeah, if I thought Jesus, she, I'm not. That's what he did. Uh, he didn't say I'm not going to have to, uh, you know, go, go as a person to have to learn to walk, to, to be made fun of, uh, to be rejected, to suffer. He didn't say I'm not going to go and wait and watch as people misunderstand me, uh, disapprove of me, even when they follow me, follow me for the wrong reasons, and then people turn against me and plan to murder me. I mean, he, he knew what was coming. He didn't say that's, he didn't consider his equality with God, his status there, something that he was going to hold on to and cling to. Um, he didn't say, I'm not going to take on pain and, and agony um, uh, to be, to, for God to come down on the earth and be condemned as a criminal. Judged under a human court. A human court. It's judging the all the Almighty God in the flesh. And he's like, no, he's, he's willing to take that on, to go through... Um, to get to hell of rejection uh, from the Father is the penalty, penalty uh, of death for sins that he never committed. Um, this, is what, this is what he was doing, and he could have, he could have clung to and said no. Uh, he, was, he was equal. There's no, like, he had to... But he, instead, he, what does it say? He, he made himself nothing. Uh, taking the form of a servant. Here's, here's the role to be accomplished uh, I will go down, and I will, I will do it. Um, lowering himself to the role of a human um, and submitting to complete obedience wherever he leads him, knowing where he leads him, um, uh, even to the humiliation of execution. Uh, and it was a, a humiliation, unless uh, we lose sight of that fact. Um, certainly even the disciples understood it uh, in that sense of a humiliation of here's the one that they've looked to uh, as their king. He's going to come and take this, you know, take the, the city and set, set things up right over, the, over all other earthly powers. And then, uh-oh, it doesn't look like he's going down off that cross. Um, here he is, breathed his last, condemned, uh, dead, in the grave. Um, that's humiliation for anyone... That, I don't know how to describe that. That's humiliation for God. Um, this he took on. Um, and that's Jesus' perspective. Those equal, but, but a downward trajectory of, of lower. It doesn't end there, but, uh, but that's the perspective that we're, that we're called to, right? I mean, how, how awesome would it be if, if as Christian, the Christians were living out that perspective? Uh, like not judgmental, prideful, putting down, excluding, competing, whatever things that uh, are often in stereotypes of, of Christians, uh, but loving, giving, serving, l- lowering ourselves for the benefits of others. Yeah, we're, we're equal. I can take my share and you can take your... You know what? Like, wh- what can I do for you? How can I be serving you uh, in this situation? Um... I mean, just a lack of rivalry and competition and comparing. Right? How awesome would it be to experience community with other people like that? Um, and I think that's part of what we need to share in with one another. In part, we're working toward it being uh, 
fill down the gospel. Uh, the gospel, gospel benefits begin to just flow out to others. This is what we're called to in Christ, right? As we have, as we have the benefits of the gospel from Christ's humility, as we live out this humility with one another, uh, it's for the benefit of one another, for the benefit of others, uh, pointing to the gospel of Christ. Uh, you may not think that that's, uh, <clears throat> that that's that awesome. Huh, you're like, wait, 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 it sounds awesome, but then you're saying that I would have to be around other people and, like, put them first. Work at the things that they need. Uh, give up some of the stuff that, that I wanted. It's not easy. Uh, and it involves uh, suffering with Christ. That's where uh, chapter 1 ended. Um, the suffering with Christ. But you see how it goes into it, right? If there is, there's any encouragement in Christ, if there's any comfort in uh, love, any participation, fellowship in the Spirit, any affection and sympathy, complete my joy by being of one mind this way. Um, uh, and humility, counting others more significant than yourselves. This is the perspective of humble contentment. Um, what's your perspective? How do you think? What do you, what do you think about? What do you think about yourselves and, and others? Like, who are the people that you compare yourself to daily? Who are the people you're competing in your head? Y'all like fight people in your head? Conversations that don't actually happen, but they happen in your head somehow? I'm just weird that way. Who are you you competing with? Um, And and in that, experiencing the emptiness of ungrounded pride that keeps crumbling. You just can't be contented because it's always having to keep trying to build it up. Um, Or are you... Speaking of, remind yourself of, of Christ and the gospel, of, let, of letting go of the, the rights that you have on quality. Uh, putting others uh, before yourself and looking for their benefit. But overall, what's your perspective on equality? Is it an equal but higher or, or an equal but aiming lower? Uh, I do want to mention the, the end of the story in the last verses because that, that accent on humility... Uh, but never are we never are we left there. Uh, then the gospel doesn't end in humiliation, but in exaltation. But it's an exaltation, a glory that only comes uh, through suffering, a glory that only comes through suffering, an exaltation that only comes uh, through uh, humility. Jesus doesn't end in humility, and neither do uh, do his follow- followers. But it's but it's aiming downward that's necessary for for how God uh, moves us up. Because uh, First Peter says God opposes the proud because grace to the humble. And Peter says, humble yourselves therefore, uh, so that at the proper time God may exalt you. We don't aim at our own exaltation. We, we aim lower, serving, humility. But it doesn't end there. Um, as we can share in Christ's humiliation, uh, we can also share in his exaltation of being glorified with him. That's what the, what the gospel uh, promises to those who come to Christ. Uh, listen to what said, we'll just close out with this, of how God exalted him through his humiliation. Uh, his obedience, uh, even to the, to the point of death, even death on the cross, in verse 9 says, Therefore, from because of that humiliation, God has highly exalted him, and bestowed on him the name that is above every name, that the name of Jesus every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of the Father. Uh, Would you pray with me?